You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to the David Conley Show. And here's your host, David Conley. Greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. This is your conductor, David, here, with another fun-packed show beaming at you from DCRadioNetwork.com. Do you like my fancy effects? Before we kick off, I want to answer a quick question from my good man who got in touch via Skype, uh, Lewis. He said there's a lot of guys out there who are full of themselves and patronizing to newbies like me. Thanks for not being like that. Well, I'm not like that and I'm very grateful and glad you can appreciate that. I am the anti-guru. You know something, folks? I was coming on this show for a whole year pretending to be super successful. Okay, and for most of the time I think I was just talking to myself, you know, and then one day I thought, you know what, I can't be bothered with this, and there's a show that I put out probably about two, three weeks ago, and the title of the show is Goodbye Internet Marketing, Hello Web Development, and I just decided I've had it with the market, I know that I have the introduction and it talks about marketing, but I just figured, you know what, I'm going to just humble down and be not only a web developer, but an anti-guru. I am the anti-guru, and as a matter of fact, I do claim to be the guy who invented that phrase. Uh, I am the anti-guru, copyright David Conley 2013. And basically that means that rather than bragging about how great everything is, I am here to talk about how generally rubbish things are and how the whole planet sucks. So there you go. <laughs> but um, maybe, maybe there'll be a little fragment of hope and optimism for yourself there when you can at least uh, see all the things which aren't perfect with my own life, like health challenges, owing the tax man tons of money, and even driving a small economical car. Ding, ding, ding! I know that's a heavy one. Let me tell you, let me tell you something that actually maybe you already know, maybe not. Let me tell you one of life's great secrets, okay? You know when you buy a fancy car, like, you know, I, I, I don't want to show off, but I've had a few Mercs in the day. Had a convertible CLK. Had a guy... Another one guy came and gave me a sporty one, had the saloon one. You know what, folks? The only people who were impressed and the only people who are impressed by fancy cars are guys, <laughs> okay? It just never worked at all, you know? The only people who were impressed were guys. I had visions of maybe if I get a fancy car, you know, well, who knows? It just doesn't happen. So anyway, I am not a guy, uh, Mr. Successful. I am the anti-guru. But I like to think I know a few things about web development. How much have you made this week? How much have you made this week? Oh, all right, okay. Well, I made how much? Just under 19,000 so far. And the week hasn't finished. 
And folks, if you're wondering why there are no adverts on the show, there are no adverts on the website, for those on the mailing list, you guys will know, I have never sold or pitched a single product ever. And have you ever wondered why that is? Have you ever wondered why there's no adverts, why I don't sell anything? Well, let me help you out, Sherlock. Maybe it's because I'm making shit tons of money building and selling web applications. It's a fantastic way to earn a living. As I say, I've made just under 20000 so far this week. I haven't done any advertising, though. If I wanted to, I'm sure I could sell more. Being a web developer is an awesome career, um, and I would highly recommend it. If you are a professional web developer, if you're thinking about being a professional web developer, come on board David's Web Development Club at dcradionetwork.com. Join the fun bus. It's free. It's free, you crazy rock and rollers. Nobody else is talking about how to sell websites for five-figure sums. Nobody else, you know. Anyway, Lewis. Sorry, Lewis, I went off on one there. He asks, he'd love to hear a podcast about your advice to new developers. Well, hang on one second here. Podcast? This isn't a pod... Podcasts? Podcasts are for people who listen to Coldplay. People who wet the bed at night. This isn't a podcast. This is online radio. Ding, 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 ding. Alright then, maybe it is a podcast. I'm just trying to feed my damaged self-esteem here, okay? Advice for the newbies. Well, I'm glad you asked, Lewis. I am glad you asked. I actually have three pieces of, of advice for anyone who is new to the web development game, for anyone who is thinking about becoming a web developer. Now, the truth is, I could happily talk about this subject for, like, three weeks, you know, because there's so much and I kind of get excited about these things and I have a lot of things to say. But let me give you just three tips as a little taster, okay? The first tip is, to the newbies, learn how to position yourself as an expert. Do you hear me, people? Do you hear me, people? Learn how to position yourself as an expert, do you want to know a secret? Turn, turn, the, turn the thing up, okay? This is what you came here for, right? Let me tell you a secret that will change your life. Do you know that it's, it is easier to promote yourself as being the best of the best? It's easier to do that than it is to promote yourself as being a mediocre web developer. It's one of those little secrets that, that nobody knows about. So learn how to position yourself as an expert, you know. Um, and there's all sorts of techniques for doing that. I could, oh man, there's so much information. Um, for example, for example, do you understand, do you know about the power of selective self-deprecation? Hello? Hello? Oh, you, you don't? All right, okay. Well, let me tell you, there is a, a concept which I invented 
<laughs> called selective self-deprecation. And this is something that web developers can use. I've used it to sell websites for, you know, five-figure sums easily. Uh, so far, the record is about $80,000, whatever. I don't know the dollar value, uh, but I've sold sites for up to $50,000. Uh, sorry, pounds, pounds. Multiply by 1.5, it should give us a dollar value. I think it's about $75,000. Uh, yeah, I'm all mixed up too. I think I'm very mixed up. Anyway, selective self-deprecation. Here's how you do it. Here is how you nail the five-figure sites, okay? Sneak preview. Sneak preview, because there's lots more of this, okay? You use selective self-deprecation. And he here's how it works, okay? Whenever you hear me talking on this show about, supposing I'm going to say something like, I'm a very fast web developer. And you've heard me say that here, okay? I think I said it in the last show. I'm a very fast web developer. You will notice that almost every time I say that, in fact, I think every time if I'm on the ball, every time I say that, I always precede it by saying something self-deprecating. Now, for all you non native English folks out there, self-deprecating means kind of damaging, you know, towards yourself. So whenever I would say to someone, listen, I'm a really fast developer, or whenever you say to someone, listen, Charlie, I'm really good at PHP or something like that, use the power of self-deprecation. It's your best friend. And here is how it works, okay? Now, <coughs> pardon me, I want you to imagine that uh, you are an employer and you've placed an advert for a PHP developer, okay? Maybe some of you have been in that position, but let's imagine that you're advertising for a PHP developer, okay? Now, I actually advertised for a developer about a year and a half ago. I ended up getting 800 responses, 800. And almost all of those responses said the same thing. They all said skills. They had a section, skills. And the skills would say HTML, CSS, PHP, jQuery, JavaScript, JSON, Ajax, you know, um, blah, 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 blah. And developers have a habit of writing tons and tons and tons of things, you know. I mean, have you noticed it's all like three-letter combinations? You know, it's like PHP, ASP, I mean, for some reason, you know, CSS. And, and this is what the developers do. But you see, they don't understand the power of self-deprecation. Now, I want you to imagine you're looking through 700 CVs, okay? And then you bump into this CV, you're looking for a PHP developer, right? And you see a CV from a guy called David Connolly. That's me. And the CV says skills and experience, PHP. And that's all it says. And then maybe underneath it, or maybe at the interview, you say, look, you see here that you just know PHP. How come you don't, you've not added CSS and Ajax and, you know, jQuery and all of that other stuff? Well, what's the, what's the deal? 
you say to the guy, you say to the employer, the prospect, you say, listen, Charlie, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I know that there's other technologies. I'm aware of those technologies and I've used them. But to be honest with you, PHP is my life. It's the first thing that I do in the morning and it's the last thing I do at night. Now, I'm quite sure you have lots of people who are good at jQuery and CSS and all sorts of things, okay? Uh, and that's fine, you know, good luck to them and that's awesome. I'm, I'm probably not the best JavaScript guy, you know, on the planet. However, the one thing, the one thing that I want you to put me down on file for, Charlie, is I want you to think of me as being the PHP fanatic. PHP is at the center of my universe. It's the only thing that matters to me. I am the PHP guy. And just, if there's one thing I want you to take from this, it's that I am the PHP guy. And that's why I never added anything else. Now, okay, can you dig the vibe? Now think about what's just happened there. You have just positioned yourself as an absolute expert in PHP. Here's a question. Someone who goes through 800 CVs and they see a CV like that, okay, and the same applies with bidding for projects and all of that, who do you think is going to make the best impression? Who do you think the employer will regard as being the best PHP guy? Well, there you go. It's obviously going to be the guy who focuses on that, you see? So this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about, Lewis, when I talk about positioning yourself as an expert. I'm talking about focusing on one area, using the power of selective self-deprecation. You don't even notice the power of selective self-deprecation when it's being used. You play this back, you'll hear me saying, listen man, I'm not that great at the other technologies, you've probably got other people who are better, but... This is selective self-deprecation. Every time you hear me talking about being the fastest web developer on the planet, before I say that, you'll hear me say, well, listen, I'm not the best developer on the planet. In fact, I'm not even the best developer in my hometown. But I am the fast guy. So you guys have all got it in your heads that I'm really fast at web development. And you haven't even probably seen me doing web development. But, you know, the power of self-deprecation, folks. Actually, before I move on, there's a technique that, that I use sometimes. I used, it, um, I used it about a month ago, actually, to get a client on board, and it was really cool. There's a technique called the Columbo technique. Uh, yes, I invented the technique. Yes, I gave it the name and everything. I'll give you a sneak preview of the Columbo technique. I've never actually talked about this on the show or, and I've never wrote about it, but you know, I talk about this with, with my friends and they think this is hilarious, you know? The Columbo technique works like this. Now, the idea is, imagine you go into a workplace, right? Uh, and this happens to me all the time. Like, let's say, for example, a, a big insurance company calls you 
and they come in and they want to get a web application built, okay, or something like that, and they'll introduce you to the IT department and they say, here's such and such, the head of IT, and here's such and such, and they start talking about web development, okay, and you are there to sell, remember that, okay. Now, do you remember the TV show Columbo with the detective? Okay, it was a cool show. He was a cool guy. Now, the thing that was really interesting about Columbo is that every show had the same pattern. Basically, you know, obviously a crime would be committed and then Columbo would head on to the scene and when he turned up, he was this kind of dithering old guy and he was really friendly and he was, you know, he was kind of Remember, he's always saying, you know, my wife's a big fan of yours. You know, he'd, he'd have the cigar and all that, right? So Columbo's really friendly. But when he was talking to them, he came across, well, frankly, like a bit of an idiot, okay? Uh, and then what would happen in the, the TV show Columbo, I mean, it was one of the classics, is the criminal would think, gee, this guy's a complete idiot, and the show would go, go on and on and on. And then only at the very end would Columbo, Columble, I almost say Columble, that's the posh version of Columbo, okay? <laughs> I like Columble. Columble would, would uh, basically say to the criminal, well, I figured it out, you killed your wife on the staircase. And the thief would say, how do you know that? Have you noticed the, the, the thief, the criminal? Have you noticed all the criminals have always got English accents? <laughs> okay. <laughs> look, at the, look at the Star Wars franchise. The entire empire have got English accents. You know, the rebellions have all got American accents. Go figure. So in Colombo, at the very end, Colombo would be like, yeah, you, you know, you use the candlestick and all that. And he would nail the guy. And you'd see the kind of murderer at the end saying, oh, Jiminy, when he would realize that Columbo, far from being an idiot, was actually a marvel of modern day science. That was Columbo. Now, you can use this technique to sell websites for five-figure sums. Um, as, as I say, I sold a five-figure sum website this week. I don't want to talk too much about this. Keep the focus off me. But... Um, I used this technique about uh, maybe just over a month ago, and it's a cool technique. So here we go, the Columbo technique, right? You head into the workplace, and you're basically being interviewed or checked out, or you know, something, it's some job, you know? And what happens is, is you get introduced to the, I, the IT, the head of IT. There's always a head of IT, right? Now, most people, most people in that position, most developers, would end up having this kind of, uh, you know, who knows the most about web development thing going on. So, uh, you know, the IT guy, head of IT comes along. Have you ever noticed that the head, <laughs> the head of ITs are always these kind of awkward, kind of cagey, quiet characters, you know? So the head of IT comes along and you get introduced and, you know, I am supposed to say, hey man, have you been a developer for a long time? And the head of IT is supposed to say, yeah, I've been a developer for seven years, man. Went to university and everything. And then you're supposed to say, oh yeah, 
Have you ever heard of Jason? And then the head of IT is meant to say, yeah, I heard of Jason. Tell me though, have you ever heard of Ajax? And you're supposed to go, yeah. Right, so that's basically the interaction that we are supposed to have. The Colombo technique turns that on its head. You see, the truth of the matter is that when you go into a workplace, you get introduced to the managing director, the head of marketing, the receptionist, Charlie the janitor, blah, 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 blah. None of those people are as important as the head of IT. That quiet, awkward character that you get introduced to because the head of IT as soon as you leave that room, the head of IT is going to be turning around to the managing director and saying, I think we should hire him, or I think we should not hire him. And the manager is going to be saying, what do you think? So the focus goes on the head of IT. Now, if you play this game of, hey man, I'm the greatest developer in the universe, what you're doing is you're making that person feel challenged. Think about it. He's probably got this mortgage to pay and probably family and all of that stuff and his little job and it means a lot. And for some guy like me to come in and start making him look bad, it's a heavy vibe. So when I go into that kind of situation, I'm sorry for going off on one here, folks, but I hope you get something from this. I'm teaching you how to sell websites. Can you handle that? Can you handle that? Okay, so when you're in that kind of situation, what you actually do is you say to the head of IT straight away, you say, hey, did you build that website, the, the company site with the, the blue logo and the kind of, um, you know, flash animation on the homepage? And the head of IT guy nervously says, well, yeah. And you say, wow. That is amazing. I cannot, and you say, you know what? I wish I knew how to do that. I just wish I had your skills, man. That is awesome. So guess what happens, folks? This is the Colombo technique, okay? And what actually happens is, is the guy, head of IT guy or whoever, uh, they actually say, hey, man, this person, this this." character maybe isn't such a threat after all and as a matter of fact he's complimented me in front of the boss so maybe this is kind of like maybe this is a cool guy and I could use him to get some credibility so check it out folks I'm breaking the barrier down can you handle it I hope you can handle it because this is red hot okay so by the time I leave that place, I will be the best friend in the universe to the head of the IT department. Folks, this is how you get 7,000 a month for SEO. I don't know anyone who charges as much as me for this, and I'm telling you how it's done, okay? So you basically become the best friend in the world, but you never, ever show off or brag about what you do. You never even discuss what you do. You just don't discuss it, okay? You don't mention anything, nothing. You don't talk about PHP. You don't talk about past projects. You don't say, you know, here's what I've done in the past, nothing. All of the focus on how awesome they are, okay? And then, stage two. Once you've done that, you've built up good rapport, 
then you um, focus on the the top guy, the the director guy, and you say, "Listen, you say, um, what exactly is your ideal outcome here? I mean, what is it that you are hoping to achieve?" And I say, "Actually, let me rephrase that." What would need to happen over the next 12 months for you to look back on all of this and say, man, I am so happy with how everything turned out. And that's how you say it. And by the way, do you see that? Let me rephrase that. That's not an accident. That's literally what I would say. So I'm repeating the message. I'm hammering the kind of message home. So let me do it again for you, okay? This is exactly how you do it, folks, right? Take note especially you web developers, you say, listen, what is your ideal outcome? What is it that you're hoping to achieve? Oh, actually, let me rephrase that. You add that in and then you say, what needs to happen over the next 12 months for you to be able to look back on this and say, I am so happy. I say this all the time, right? Now, that line right there does a few amazing things. The first thing it does is it forces the prospect to visualize a positive outcome. Repeat after me, folks. It forces the prospect to My laptop's freaked out. <laughs> a positive outcome, okay? Which is cool. You know something? I'm going to save the rest of this for later. I'm probably boring you. Anyway, I came here to talk about... Uh, advice for newcomers, uh, answering loose. I came here to talk about speed, but I don't know if I've got time. I have so much to talk about. I have, I wanted to talk about how to be a faster developer, and I've got carried away as always. So let me focus on this advice to newbies. Advice number one, learn how to position yourself as an expert. Now, Lewis, I have a question for you. Do you enjoy these kind of conversations? Do you enjoy having a guy like me just telling you how this stuff's done, giving you the roadmap? Is there anyone else having these? I don't think there's anyone else having these conversations. Well, if you enjoy this, you stay on board the fun bus and join David's Web Development Club if you haven't done already. I'm sick of seeing talented web developers who frankly know much more than me um, and they, they come in and sell their sales for $5 a website and all that. It's really depressing. I'm the guy who's here to say, why not you? You can sell websites for anything you want. You can do anything you want. You, you can, as Kevin Trudeau says, you can have, be, or do anything you want. I'm telling you, man, we're going to do some cool things together. Join David's Web Development Club at dcradionetwork.com if you're interested. Anyway, advice for the newbies. Three tips. One, Position yourself as an expert. Have I laboured the point? Have I laboured the point? Good. Somebody sent me a message. Hold on a second. Okay. I'll just leave that just now. It's just, actually, I'll see. I'll let her know. It's just Mona Lee checking in. Hold on a second. Hi. Be right with you. Okay. That's cool. Uh, right, so, learn how to... Position yourself as an expert. It's an awesome, awesome tip. Tip number two. I think I've already said tip number two, actually. Um, focus on one thing. 
Well, that's not accurate. Let me rephrase that. Become an expert at, at one thing instead of a jack of trade at lots of things, okay? So when you put yourself out there, don't be the guy who knows design and development and animation and marketing and SEO and copywriting and all that stuff getting lots of messages. Those little bleeps are from me, okay? Don't worry. Um, let me just close this, actually. Uh, no, I won't. It's okay. I don't think I'm popular enough for it to get really bad. Right, so focus on one thing. Nobody wants someone who knows everything. They want experts, so pick something and focus. And let me tell you that there are two red-hot areas right now if you want to make, like, uh, you know, piles of cash. The two red hot areas are uh, apps, like iPhone apps and Android apps, okay? If you can learn that stuff, man, you're going to do really well. I have people asking me to build apps every week, so that's a red hot area. Another red hot area is PHP frameworks, okay? If you can learn one of the major PHP frameworks, then, man, that is going to be really awesome because with the right uh, marketing strategies, you can do awesome, okay? All right, so here we go. Brace yourself because here is the third tip for the newbie web developers. Don't fall into the I haven't got any experience trap. Do you hear me, people? Do not fall into the I have... Have you heard about this trap? Here's how it works. You get developers who put themselves on the market, especially developers who have just came from uni, funnily enough, okay? And they put their CVs out and they've got hardly any commercial experience. And they say, well, how can I possibly land a top contract or a top job if, if I haven't got the experience? And how can I get the experience if I haven't got the you know, if I kind of get hired. And it's just this vicious, crappy circle. Listen, you don't need to fall into that trap, okay? When I started out, I was in a one-room flat, okay? For all you American people, flat means apartment, right? It had one room, it was like a prison cell. I had no cooker, no couch, no fridge, no chairs. I had no tables, literally no tables. All I had was a bed, a plastic chair, a plastic chair, an old broken down desk and a computer. That was it, you know, and that was how I started off. No computing qualifications, folks, you know, and um, basically I, I, I knew, I mean, I, I, was, I, I was one of the first people in the UK to get involved with PHP, you know, and the way it started, I was, I was unemployed at the time, okay, and I was in the town one day, and I had like, you know, raindrops hanging from the end of my nose, and one day I staggered into a bookshop, now remember, no, ex no development skills, I saw this book, Sam's Learn PHP, MySQL and Apache in 24 hours, by a gal called Julie Meloni, I think it was, or Melioni. That book cost £27.50 and it was more than I could afford. But I looked at this and something, I just thought, you know what? I think this would be kind of cool. So I got this Learn PHP in 24 hours, you know. 
And I didn't learn PHP in 24 hours. As a matter of fact, it took me um, it took me three days just to get the thing to say hello world, okay? Like, you know when you type hello world in PHP? That took me three days, all right? Um, and then uh, reading the actual book from cover to cover took a year, not 24 hours, you know? Uh, but every time I learned something, I was tearing off a wee piece of paper. Like, say, for example, there was an if statement, and it was like, okay, here's how you do an if statement. And I used to say, right, I need to remember this. So I would write down on a wee piece of paper, and I would stick it on the wall with blue tack, you know? And then maybe the next day, I would learn how to do a while loop or something like that. I'd cut it, stick it on the wall, and so on. Now, by the time the year had passed, I remember someone came and visited me and they thought I'd gone insane because the whole room, from the floor to the ceiling, was just notes on PHP, you know, and it, it was insane. But of course, I had no employment. I had, you know, who's going to hire me? I mean, I had a degree in philosophy and it was one of those joint things with English lit. But as I said, you know, English literature, right? And as I said to someone, all I could really do with that degree was uh, write about the <laughs> write about the heaviness of being unemployed, you know. So I was in this little room, literally tiny, tiny little room, and I knew that I was unemployable. But you know something, folks? I did something that nobody else seems to be doing. I made the decision. I'm not gonna wait. For someone to hire me, I'm going to hire myself. And you're like, well, what does that mean? I said, well, let me tell you. This is the vibe. I knew that I was completely unemployable, no experience. I mean, I think um, every single place I'd been to, I'd been fired. The longest length of time I ever held a job down for was two months, and it was delivering pizzas. So I was really unemployable, right? And then... Um, what happened is one day I thought, well, I'm just going to hire myself. So I built an online shop. Now, I had nothing to sell, okay? I had no products, nothing. Even drop shipping hadn't been invented. This was a long time ago. Um, and I built this online shop, and I called it the Hypermarket. I just thought it was a cool name. And I launched this shop, and it had imaginary products, <laughs> <laughs> and on the shop, I wrote, like, on the top of the page, this is a pretend shop that's been designed just to show you how PHP works, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that thing ended up getting to the top of Google for online shop demo. It was really strange. And I had all these crazy items that I'd added. I mean, it was like, um, I think I had, like, uh, a big Land Rover, <laughs> and then I had like classic cars, and guitars, and A-team flasks, and just this random, completely ridiculous collection of stuff. And before I knew it, I had people phoning up saying, hey, I'd like to buy the Austin 7. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, Charlie, it's just a pretend shop. It's not real, you know. And then after that happened, I built another website, again, completely from my own imagination. But I thought, I'm going to build, like, a car showroom. So I built a website, and I called it Platinum Cars, you know. 
And I thought, right, and I designed it, and it was all blue, and added all these really cool cars, you know. I, I used to be impressed by things like that. And it was this showroom, and you could search by acceleration and engine size, and it was just a really cool-looking site, you know. And I launched that. And, and again, it was just a demo. Nobody was paying for it, you know, no things to sell, nothing at all. But I just launched it. And I thought, maybe if I keep building and just keep launching these demo sites, maybe somebody will see this stuff. And maybe, who knows, maybe I can get some work. Anyway, one day the phone went. One day the phone went and answered it. And hello? And this voice says, hello, this is the police. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what on it? And I thought, oh no, what have I done here? And they said, um, we saw your stuff online. And I was like, oh no. And they said, uh, anyway, we're looking for a PHP person. Can you come in and see us? So I ended up heading to the, it was actually the, the kind of uh, academy place where they trained the police. It was the police academy, honk, honk, you know, a uh, place in Tully Allen, you know. So I headed down there and the upshot was that PHP was kind of a hot technology and they were interested in PHP. But the challenge is, because it was such a new language, nobody knew how to use PHP. Nobody knew how to use PHP. Not one single person in the whole of Scotland knew PHP, okay? And I, by the way, I was on all the forums and everything, and if there was someone, I would have known, you know? So I headed into this interview, right? And as I was sitting outside, there's all these kind of characters queuing outside, and I start chatting to the guy beside me. And I'm like, so... Do you like computers? And the guy beside me is like, yeah, I'm a master of engineering and blah, blah, blah. Next guy chatting to him, he's like, yeah, I'm a bachelor of science, computing, you know, honors and all that stuff. And these guys were computing gurus. Me, all I had ever built was those crazy, stupid pretend sites, you know, from the Sam's book. You know, I think I had a dummies guide, but that was it. Sam's and dummies, you know. And I headed into the interview, and you know what, folks? I ended up getting the job. And it certainly wasn't qualifications. It wasn't anything to do with that. It was just because, by the sheerest of accidents, I'd selected a language that they were very interested in. So the next thing I knew, I was working with the cops, and it was actually the, you know, I never was a cop, right? But it was the IT division of the police. I bet you never even knew there was an IT division. But now you know. There is actually a team of people called the IT division. And they basically um, try and, you know, find terrorists and try and, if, like, let's suppose, I don't know, some drug lord gets raided, they'll bring the computer in and they hand it to the IT division to try and break into the computer and all that. So that's basically where I worked, you know, that was my first contract. It was really weird because when I used to head, <laughs> it's so crazy, when I used to head into that place, I was the only person 
uh, when I walked along the corridor, that's right, yep, because you go in the main entrance, I'm visualising this and along the corridor, and I was the only person that never had a uniform on, and it was really weird, and I, I used to, um, it was just really bizarre, I mean, if I told you this, you probably wouldn't believe me, but I'll tell you anyway, right, I used to go along the corridor, and all the cadets would be lined up, because they'd be doing their thing for the day, and it was this big, big, long corridor, maybe about, maybe about a hundred meters easily, and it was just hundreds of cadets all lined up, and the cops get—it's the strangest thing. But when they're in there, they get trained. Look, if you see a guest, you must say good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> It was just crazy. And every morning when I used to go in, I just had these rows and rows of cops just going, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> and that was that was the alarm call I had every morning. Just all these cops going, good morning. And, you know, it, it was kind of crazy. And I'd be walking along going, hi, you know, like an idiot. I remember um, at the canteen, you know, at lunchtime, they had this big canteen in it. It was a massive big place. And when you'd go in there, there'd be like two or three hundred cops, or at least people in police uniforms. I don't know if they were cops or kids. I don't know what they were, you know. But they were dressed like cops. And I used to head in, and I tell you folks, every time I headed into that canteen, I used to go, Ooh! <laughs> And I would just jump, you know, just this kind of natural fear thing. I don't know where that came from. But um, I just couldn't get over that, you know? So anyway, that was the first contract and that was the vibe. The moral of the story is don't um, hang around waiting to be hired, okay? Just put yourself on the market. Decide to hire yourself. And if you're really smart, why not actually, instead of doing like demo websites, like, you know, like me, like an idiot, why don't you do um, an actual site that, could potentially make money, you know, try try one of your cool business ideas or something. Who knows, if you don't get hired, you may end up striking it lucky, you know. So that's pretty much the three tips that I would give. Tip one, position yourself as an expert. Learn how to position yourself as an expert. Tip two, focus on becoming an expert at one thing. Do you hear me? Tip number three, it's the tip that I just gave you. Don't fall into the poor me, poor me, nobody's going to hire me trap. You can hire yourself. You can hire yourself today. Folks, I was going to talk about um, how to be a faster web developer, but I think I'm out of time. I'm so sorry. I shall cover this tomorrow. I hope this has been of value. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as me. Stay cool, stay safe, and I'll see you at the next Grand Bash. Bye!